Welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. This is episode number 19, and I'm your host, Andrew Kopian. Today, we're going to be continuing our series on navigating difficult conversations. And this series is based on the book, Difficult Conversations, How to Discuss What Matters Most by Stone, Patton, and Hain of the Harvard Negotiation Project. And in the book, the authors uh, propose that there's really three conversations that are going on when you're in a difficult conversation. The first is the what happened conversation. The second is the feelings conversation. And the third is the identity conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about the feelings conversation. Now, the feelings conversation can definitely be a difficult conversation to navigate. And, you know, I think that um, we all have a different experience in terms of uh, our emotions. And when we get into a heated conversation, uh, it really can sometimes feel impossible to get a handle on our emotions. And I think we sort of can fall into one of two camps. Either we feel like uh, our emotions are over overtake us, you know, and we just have to express what's going on without any type of filtering, or we just try to push them aside and say, you know what, feelings don't matter. And I think that uh, it's really easy to say, okay, well, I'm just going to focus on the facts and I'm not going to get into the whole messiness of feelings. And somehow this is going to be a helpful way forward in terms of this conversation. The problem is, is that our feelings are going to come out one way or the other. And as the authors point out in the book, feelings can leak into a conversation or they can burst into a conversation. Somehow we think that people won't pick up on our unspoken emotions. And the authors uh, share this from the book. They say, Studies show that while few people are good at detecting factual lies, most of us can determine when someone is distorting, manufacturing, or withholding an emotion. That's because if clogged, your emotional pipes will leak. And I think this is such a great visual metaphor. It's like this idea of pipes and, you know, really it's going to come out one way or the other. And I think the more skilled we are and the more self-aware we are around our emotions, I think the better we're going to be in terms of navigating this part of the conversation. I think the other challenge with unexpressed emotions is that it also makes it really tough to actually listen to the other person. If you think back to a conversation you've had uh, where you've been frustrated or where you're really angry with someone, you know, you may be thinking or sharing things that are like, you know, that wasn't right of them to do this, or I can't believe that they were, you know, they did this to me. Even whether we're saying them or thinking them, there's a lot of strong feelings underneath those statements, you know, hurt, anger, mistrust. And the problem is, is that when we haven't acknowledged those feelings, it's really hard to listen to the other person and be open in that conversation. Now, the other challenge with feelings is sometimes they're really hard to pin down. And the authors give some suggestions in terms of how to better understand our emotions so we can navigate this complex arena. First off, they recommend exploring your own emotional blueprint. And that really means that you've got to take some time to actually reflect on your family style of handling difficult emotions and your own beliefs around emotions. And there's some questions that they bring up that are worthwhile to explore. First off, they suggest, you know, are there certain emotions that you feel aren't quote unquote normal or natural? You know, and again, we may have grown up with certain feelings that our parents believed were appropriate, uh, things that were told or reinforced around our emotions and expression of emotions. And I think it's really important to take a step back and to just reflect on that. Another thing they uh, suggest is asking whether, you know, you feel that certain feelings don't fit in with how you see yourself as a person. So, you know, if I see myself as a good person, well, a good person doesn't uh, share that kind of this particular feeling or doesn't express it in this way. And so we can actually hold ourselves back in terms of being able to express ourselves effectively. And I think that again, the more clarity we have around how we see ourselves and our identity as a person, I think uh, is going to help us to be able to navigate that more effectively. And then finally, they ask, you know, do you discount your feelings and feel that you're not as important as other person's feelings? And I think that it's easy to not want to rock the boat. And I, obviously there's times when it's better not to rock the boat. 
But I think if we're consistently trying to avoid rocking the boat, I think that is really a red flag that we need to say, okay, why, what's going on for me that I feel like I always need to discount what's going on for me around my emotions? The authors also highlight some common challenges uh, when navigating emotions during difficult conversations. And one of the ones that's really common is just experiencing one overwhelming emotion. You know, often I think in difficult conversations, we can get swamped with one central feeling. It can be anger, it can be feeling hurt or whatever it is. And, you know, a lot of times there's actually other emotions that are going on below the surface that we actually aren't even able to explore because we just have this one dominant emotion that's going on. The other thing is, is that, a lot of times there's, you know, there's feelings that are hiding underneath uh, judgments and accusations that we make. And I think that it's really uh, worthwhile for us to say, okay, again, whether you're saying these judgments or accusations or whether you're thinking them, what are those feelings that are behind them? And uh, again, we need to take some time to actually delve into what's going on there. And then tied to that is this urge to blame. And, you know, again, whenever we feel that urge to blame, we have to be on the lookout for unexplored or unexpressed emotions. And the authors encourage us to explore those unexpressed feelings, especially if we can't seem to get past saying or thinking, you know, admit it, this is your fault. And, you know, again, if we can explore those emotions, again, it's going to dissipate that urge to blame others. So how do we move forward in terms of this whole feelings conversation? You know, it's it's a really a sticky area, and I think it's uh, something that we just have to continually strive to become better at in navigating our emotions. The authors do caution us about uh, treating every emotion as being equally valid and needing to be expressed. You know, they encourage negotiating with your feelings. You know, again, they suggest reframing the story. And by reframing the story and getting a different perspective, sometimes we can take some of the uh, wind out of those emotions and also just put them uh, in a different perspective and context, and we can maybe take a little bit of power out of those emotions. And they also recommend describing our emotions carefully. And they, they highlight in the book, they say, you know what, too often we confuse being emotional with expressing emotions clearly. They are different. You can express emotion well without being emotional, and you can be extremely emotional without expressing much of anything at all. And so, you know, they provide some recommendations around, you know, when to share feelings. And I think they first off, they say, you know what, we have to remind ourselves that our feelings are important. And again, this sort of ties into, you know, if we have this tendency of discounting our own feelings, it's important that we take that step back and reinforce that our feelings are important and they're valid. And, you know, even if someone else is going to perhaps discount our feelings, it doesn't mean that we need to. And they suggest, and I think this is a really great tip, is they say, you know what, they recommend, you know, when you're going to share your feelings, just to tell the other person, you know what, I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable with my feelings and I don't, and they don't necessarily make sense to me, but this is what I feel. And I think that that's a really good way of disarming the other person and also just putting that in context, say, you know what, I don't really know exactly what's going on, but I can tell you that this is what I'm feeling. And this can be a really uh, helpful lead-in to sharing your feelings. Now, they also do recommend sharing the full spectrum of our emotions. And I think that, I mean, sometimes we forget, um, especially when we just feel this one powerful emotion above all others, that we actually do feel a full spectrum of emotions. We're complex people and our emotions are no different. And if we can express a broader degree of emotions that we're feeling, again, it helps the other person better understand our experience and our perspective. And sometimes when we're in a heated conversation where, you know, things are significant for us or we've been hurt uh, in a certain way, you know, I think that it's really easy for us to combine feelings with judgments and labels uh, when we're talking to the other person. And again, what happens is that person now becomes more defensive. They're less likely to actually really listen to us. And one of the best ways, and I think this is such a great 
recommendation that the authors provide is really simple, but just start your sentence with I feel. It's a really simple tactic, but it grounds you in terms of the actual emotion that you're going through, and it helps you to avoid putting labels or judgments into these statements when you're talking with the other person. And I know that I've personally found this to be a really helpful technique, and it just, again, grounds you in terms of this is what I feel. So where do we go from here? So first off, I think that it's really important to what they suggest about taking a little bit of that time of self-reflection to see what's going on, what's your emotional blueprint, getting a better sense of uh, what some of your tendencies are around your emotions. I think the other thing is sometimes these things just don't come up until you're actually in a difficult conversation. When hot buttons are being pressed, that's when things come up. And I think what's really helpful is to actually give yourself some space when you start to notice uh, some of these feelings coming up in a conversation to maybe just say, you know what, I just need to take a little bit of time to process what's going on. I know some feelings are coming up for me and I'd like to get back to you. Can we continue this conversation a little bit later on? And I think that that gives you an opportunity in that space to now start to explore what's happening and start to take some time to write some things down. You know, I think that, you know, we sometimes we fall into one or two camps. We either want to spend all of our time in a feelings conversation, and sometimes that isn't productive for moving things forward in the relationship and conversation, or we just want to completely dismiss uh, the whole feelings conversation in its entirety. And I think that we have to find that balance, and a lot of the times that actually just takes some practice. And again, it's sometimes easier if you can start this with a conversation that maybe isn't as loaded, maybe isn't as significant, where you can say, you know what, this is a bit of an awkward conversation. I think I'm going to take this opportunity to share my feelings and I'm going to stretch my boundaries a little bit and my comfort level with this but this is a safer place to do this than something that's a really challenging conversation where things are uh, extremely uh, loaded and there's a lot of emotion that's running really high I think that's a really tough situation to sort of sort of try to you know improve your skill with that and so I think that that's something to keep in mind and, and look forward to some conversations that you're like you know what oh yeah I'm starting to recognize some signs where I'm trying to blame this person or I'm thinking about blaming them okay well hang on a second what are those emotions that I'm feeling why do I feel this need to blame and sometimes I just find it so helpful to actually just write these things down we get more perspective when we write things down it helps us to get us out of our heads and actually uh, get some of those thoughts on paper so that we can gain some clarity and perspective. Well, I hope that's uh, been helpful in terms of this whole conversation around our feelings and emotions in, in difficult conversations. And definitely, I mean, I think this is a, a topic that could be explored in way more depth, but I hope some of these tips have been helpful and some of the perspective around things to reflect on and explore will help you in terms of your conversations. And uh, in the next podcast, we're going to be talking about the identity conversation, which I think is also a really uh, valuable conversation to be aware of as we're going through difficult conversations. Take care.